Well, hello, Dashley family. Ash and I have had this song stuck in our head all morning today, so we thought we would help you out as well by getting it stuck in your head. It's very applicable to life. To remind you of my love. That song. Love it. So many parallels. If you haven't watched the Hamilton musical yet on Disney Plus, that's where it's from. It's literally because we can't go to church right now. It's become my religion. Watching Hamilton. There are so many good parallels to draw from. For example, that's Please song. teach us. I, just, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I've seen the first half like how many times? I don't know. We keep falling asleep. <laughs> I've never know. watched them like win the war yet. They do. Do they? <laughs> you do. <laughs> That song's just fun because it. sometimes I'm like, oh, this is kind of like coronavirus singing. You'll be back. Wait and see. Or kind of like, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll kill your friends and family mm-hmm. to remind you of my love. Homeschool? Maybe it's homeschool singing your to teachers? you. No, ho- like oh. homeschool because we all tried it and now we're all going back to school. We thought we'd like, be going back to school, but turns out. And homeschool's A lot like, of school. I, I think here in Utah... I, I I guess counties are varying things, but school hasn't started. They're going. Yet. Um, they're deciding if they're going to do like five day to four days. Day. Change to four day, and then pretty. I'm pretty sure all the students are going to have to wear masks if they do go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, school. So I grew up on the East Coast, and school on the East Coast starts almost a month sooner than school out here in Utah, at least. My friend out there. Her daughter started kindergarten for the first day, and I have like mixed feelings. You know, like as a teacher. There's that initial like, how am I going to teach kids with a mask on my face and a mask on their face? And mm-hmm. then there's also the added like, how am I going to manage that? Like, how am I going to teach them while I'm just sitting around trying to make sure they keep their masks on? Five-year-olds, man. But then They're just going to be playing with masks the whole time. Then uh, they're going to be like, my mask's cooler Well, than I think mask. that's the original thought. And that might be like the first day or two. But kindergarten teachers, if they are anything, they are masters of systems and masters of processes processes and 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 like really um, incentivizing certain behaviors just really getting rules laid out fast um and i think i think people will be okay i think the first week might be hard but i think there's going to be a lot of like when we come in from school we keep our mask on and like we don't touch each other's masks and just like a lot of talk about how to interact in a school during a pandemic i wrote down Hard things become easy with systems. And I think schools will become masters of coronavirus systems. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Because I think there's also, that initial like, how can this work? This cannot work. Like, this will not work. But I think teachers have been facing this for years with like the firing of aides or behavioral support or in-class helpers or losing recess or losing like how long lunchtime is. Um, and I think if teachers can do anything they can handle like changes that aren't necessarily with the teacher in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just teachers are bleeding hearts, the, the best of society. And if they are anything, they are dedicated. And I think they will find a way to help students rise up, rise up Hamilton um, as well as themselves, as well as their communities. And I think the world is, if there's any positivity to this whole situation of back to school during Corona, it's that 
the world or America is realizing how much we need teachers and how much we have overlooked them in the past, I think. Well, hopefully. I hope so. Because when you were a teacher, I that's all like... I think parents are realizing like... You oh, talked about that all the time about how just crappy you were treated. Right. Well, like, all the resources you didn't have, the tiny amount of funding, like we had to use our own money right. to start like to... To get your classroom ready for paper. students to arrive. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I think parents have, in my experience, parents have always been like, yes, we realize you're doing something I would never want to do and I can't do and you help my life by teaching my children. So they like probably go to parent-teacher conferences with a little bit more empathy towards well, the teacher. No, I think parents have always been that way. In my... Maybe some in, parents. In my experience, and this might just be the experience of a teacher in Utah, it's more the school districts and the administration and the political machine that kind of are like, Oh, we need to make a budget cut. Where can we make it? Or, Oh, we have so many kids and not a lot of teachers. What can we like? Who's, who can take on more? Who can take on more? Kind of. Ashley can. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, so I hope that this is maybe an eye opening experience for the world, school districts, administration, politicians making the like legislation that school districts carry out that teachers need more funding, that teachers need more help, that teachers lives should be considered more, um, that teachers need more options. If you're a teacher who needs to work, but is health compromised, like there's so many things that I think people aren't, don't think about when it comes to teachers and maybe for a lot of school districts they are choosing not to think about and that is my two cents there we go there it is two cents with ashley i have <laughs> thank you there's also i have a bit of a scandal on my hands you do i do and your loud mouth for the record a scandal on an ashley scandal is like a blip a raindrop in the ocean <laughs> i don't even know if i care about it <laughs> okay. that's how blippy it is there you go. i can give you the lowdown um, ashley's gotten a lot of angry messages lately which just I, since yesterday afternoon when she posted something on her stories here's the thing though this is so foreign to me like i am just i'm just a normal girl people <laughs> and i don't know and maybe my mind is different i think there's like a silent majority out there who are like me who are just like why why people simmer down like just whoa and, and then there's the people who aren't simmered down and they are right. the one who and like, they join and, twitter and i hear from them so much just kidding there's, um, there's a few great people on twitter too it just seems like twitter is a very outspoken like uh, place where you go to whine and complain or just, and just shout from the rooftops shout. here's the thing about social media these days i think there's like two two people who go on social media there's the people like me who are just like oh i little bit bored or oh i'm going to the bathroom right now or oh i don't know like i want to see what these people who i don't know but who i feel friends with you follow a lot of people on youtube and and you just let instagram stories play and on repeat like i just like seeing their lives and i just like kind of observing mm -hmm. and you rarely comment on things never but i just don't i'm like who, who am i to comment and maybe i've felt like i mean if i have something nice to say i'll comment but yeah. like I just know I've been misjudged based on multiple 15 second stories. Um, and we haven't even said what this is about yet. It's I'm, about Chrissy Teigen. Right. I'm just not one to 
jump on the bandwagon. And I was thinking about why. Why am I this way? Well, let's say what you posted. Ashley just posted a picture of Chrissy Teigen at Target, her new line saying that Target. giving Joanna Gaines a run for her money. And there was a post that said, my hero. And it was a picture of Chrissy Teigen. And Ash and I don't watch a lot of news, which leaves us in this beautifully ignorant place in our own little corner of the world where we don't stress and fret and worry and take all these people's opinions right. and Come stress about them Come election time, Dallin and I won't know what to do. <laughs> we'll be like, mm. there are There are downsides to that too, but we try to get blurbs here and there, headlines like try to learn the most important stuff from friends or from like asking Alexa to give us the flash briefing. But we rarely just let the news, we never let the news just run in our house or like at night, we choose to watch entertainment or other things rather than well, just... Well, I watch 2020 what the, for the mystery. Ashley does watch 2020. But we just rarely let the news channels just run. Yeah. So we just... We, uh, we so, don't know a lot about Chrissy Teigen. Ashley has loved her. For Up years. until now, Ashley's just giving her the benefit oh, of the doubt. I still I, love her. Yeah. This, okay. This is my stance. And I, w- I think, again, the silent, most of the silent majority takes this stance. I take this stance with friends who well, I know in real really life. don't really because they're silent. I take this stance with my family. I'm trying to learn how to take this stance with Dallin. I don't know why it's so hard with like a spouse. This is what we go to therapy for. To give them the benefit of the doubt. To assume that I don't know everything about this situation and to assume that the only person, like I would rather trust you than trust what people are saying about you. And I know that's really hard with social media. Well, that's what good friends do. And then if I can't, if I don't know, like if I don't know you really well, it's social media. For example, the Micah Stoffer situation where she adopted this little boy from China and things happened. I don't know. I watched their vlogs. Apparently, apparently, allegedly, she was not told everything about his condition. But they're, okay, it's It's just just a terrible, muddy, Immediately, people have so many things to say about that. She should have, she should have, she should still, she signed up for it. She should handle it. it. We know very little information. Micah knows way more. She just, all we know is what she said. It was very, very hard. And we felt incapable of doing giving him the adequate care, unqualified to give him the adequate care know. that he needed. I don't want to get that's into all this. That she said. I'm not. I don't want to make a stand on the Micah right. Stoffer situation. I'm just defending you, and I'm saying that you are you you give people the benefit of the doubt and acknowledge you don't know everything, and you hear things from this side, you hear things from this side, but you like to just give people the benefit of the doubt until they're like convicted beyond a reasonable doubt in court or something. This is what I do know, for the sake of this child. If his adoptive family... We're talking about Micah's child now. Right. If his adoptive family is not thriving with him, is not necessarily... It's not working. um, He is better off with someone who wants him or someone who is capable and prepared and trained. I don't know what it is, but whatever the situation is, like he is better off with a situation that is... I, I think want is the word. I don't really? know, or capable, or emotionally able to, or physically able to, or whatever. Like, yeah. I wouldn't keep him with a family who who was feeling like they were not adequate, in a sense, to care for him. Yeah, that's one side. And the other side is she signed up for it. She should learn. She should take responsibility. This is, okay. She should do all this. We're getting like we're taking sides and I don't want to. What I do want to do is say like I have watched Micah Stoffer for like three years on YouTube uh-huh. and there are a few things I feel like I know about her. I feel like I know that she is a person who loves her children. I feel like I know that she is a person who tries really hard to be a good person and I feel like I know that she is not evil. 
So when this all goes down, I'm not going to immediately assume she is evil, she is terrible, she's selfish, deceitful, selfish, conniving, like just in it for the money, just in it for the money. These are all things people have said to us. And I know that it's not true of us. And, and with this terrible traumatic situation, I just don't want, I a don't want to like cause, give it more attention. I know authorities are involved. I know that it is being investigated. I know that they are cooperating with authorities. Like I, tr- I can trust the system a little bit, but I can also just be a little loyal and say, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I only know what's gone on in their vlog, which is not, very little, which is not their life from a vlogger. That is not their whole life. And I know there are things that like people see our kids and they say, your kids are so well behaved. Your kids are like your life as parents is so like heaven shines on you because they're so chill. They're so well behaved. They're so smart. They're so advanced. They seem to love to do everything. Like people only see these like little happy postcard moments of our family and they might see a little bit. But we're not going to... That's right when we turn the camera off and like address the reason the kid is crying. And you we know? do that on we're purpose. We're not filming when our kids are like crying our purpose, or having tantrums or needing our attention. I, I would never want my child who has grown to watch back on, on this show or for their boss or for their spouse or for their mother-in-law or for people who might be, be their friends, whatever. I would never want them to come and watch our vlog and be like, wow, you were a, sure a brat or wow, you're such a spaz or like... Are you, do you still act this way or do you Mm -hmm. still have this issue or are you still like working with this whatever life hurdle that your parents plastered all over YouTube? Like I would never do that to them. So we see like the family picture moments of our family. Yeah. And I think that's great. And we show more of Dallin and me because Dallin and me are adults who are editors of this vlog and consenting to be on on this. We we show our kids like... Part of the time, not even half, probably. Yeah, for them, I just, just want it to cute, be happy, fun, family, happy moments. Home movies. Yeah. Um. So I just, I know with Micah, I don't know everything. And if I don't know everything or even like 10% of anything, which I think the world probably knows like 4% of all that's gone down, I'm just not going to get out there. You withhold judgment. Well, I'm not going to, like, people dumped her so fast. And I think it's tragic. Like people who have been a part of her story for years. I just think I would hope that my followers or people who like watch our videos, if anything ever happens, would be able to think in their minds. Allegedly happens. Whatever. Like would, if anything offends them about us, would be able to say in their minds, like, I don't know Dallin and Ashley personally, but, but I, but what I do know, of but them. what I've seen of them is that, that they're good people who try hard, who love their family. And I know hard things happen to people and this is a crazy hard situation and i just want i just want to be their friend right that's what we hope and that's what i and believe 95 percent of a the dashley fam would think yeah so with the whole chrissy teigen thing but which, the five percent are very outspoken maybe followed us for one specific video don't really know a lot about us and then they see Ashley post something like, Chrissy Teigen's my hero. Maybe we didn't okay, know all the, the record, current events going on and things she's being no, accused of no, right I now. No, I feel like I'm I'm not standing down from what I said. She's still my hero. Like, here is what we know of Chrissy Teigen right now. Someone has, I've like read hundreds of articles. She's made some weird Twitter comments, which if you went to my Facebook, who knows what you would find? Like, <laughs> I have had that ago. since I was 12. Like, who even knows? I will say, and I think you'll agree, 
they were probably distasteful, could have been worded differently. Maybe they were bad jokes, is like, at least what we're going to assume now. Right. And have I made bad jokes? Yeah. Have I made distasteful jokes? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So many. Again, people are like people. I yeah. don't expect me to be perfect and I don't expect other people to be perfect. And there was a an un and like an unproven flight log where her okay, name is right. on Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, right. And this Epstein's is what, where flight. we're going. There is an Jeffrey Epstein, a terrible person who we all know is terrible. Now we do. Now we do. But did we always all know he was terrible? No. And so there's this alleged flight log where Chrissy Teigen was supposedly on his jet. And people are assuming from that that she must be a pedophile. I don't know. Combining that with the pedophile jokes she's made on Twitter, which I are not good jokes to make. Very distasteful. Like she probably shouldn't have said things like that. Right. When you combine them out of like her thousands and thousands of tweets, okay. it looks bad. Right. And I haven't read those. And I'm just assuming they're tweets that were either like A, distasteful or B, people are taking out of context or C, they either, they might prove that she is Maybe a pedophile. Maybe they will. And if, if so, know. then she probably won't be your hero anymore. It, but like from what we know so far, it's what a, you've seen of her so far. The evidence we have against Chrissy Teigen is that at one point, many years ago, she was on a plane with Jeffrey Epstein. And, Maybe. And that evidence, quote unquote, is not verified, has not been like... All we know from her, she says she doesn't even know him. Right. And they even, this was also brought out against Heidi Klum and Heidi Klum is saying, no, I've never done this. I can see a, they, maybe they were, or B, someone is bored during quarantine and making up fake flight logs for celebrities they hate. Well, here's the other thing. Her age of when this flight log supposedly happened would have made her a victim, not a, not somebody who joined in on all the, all the pedophilic nastiness. So, right. So if she was anything, she was probably someone who was taken advantage of on this plane a girl trying to become a model i don't even know there's so much i don't know and because of that i i'm not gonna like lean instantly on. dump this well, person you've looked up to for a long time there's like what i what i what i don't know about chrissy Teigen, and then there's kind of what i do what i have gleamed from watching her on instagram for the last three years like her and john legend stand up for righteous like really great causes black lives matter like equality women's rights body image like they have shouted from the reef rooftop support for these issues for years um people previously to last week have loved them they've been like i don't know like they've just they're they're huge and they're wonderful and they're like one of those celebrity couples who you're like oh like i can totally relate to them and they're good people like up until last week last week happened and people are just it's like a witch hunt i feel like and again i don't know what's going to come of this but i do know that i don't want to be a person to just jump in with the mob and crucify someone for something that we just still don't even know if it comes out that she's a terrible pedophile like yeah she she's not my hero and the reasons that i call her a hero to me she's not my only hero but i think she's a strong woman a great mother, someone who's learned how to balance work and family life, someone who's just like become what she has dreamed of becoming and who is unabashedly ashamed of who she is. And for me, like that's... Unashamed. Yeah, unashamed of who she is. And for me, that's something, someone to admire. And those are things that I'm working on in myself. Like, and she loves to bake and I love to bake. So she's just been someone who I've resonated with. And I just don't want to jump ship on this like social media 
French quasi friendship that I have with her Mm -hmm. based on one like rumor. Like I wouldn't do that with Dallin and I wouldn't do that with my in real life, real person friends. If my neighbor was accused of something, I would walk over to their house and be like, Hey, like what's going on? I'd love to hear it from you. So until I would, I'm just like listening to Chrissy and I'm just kind of like sitting back because I know the media does terrible things and stories are money. And when I think money and media is involved, it's in everyone's best interest to kind of sit back and just kind of like see the truth rise up. And that's, that's all we're doing right now. And so I'm not deleting my stories. Like I am still what like in, in frozen, they say my love is not fragile. If, if I am anything, I felt like I've always been a loyal person. That's 100% true. And I just don't, it's like not. You give up on people easily. It's not in my character to just believe what seems like right now gossip against someone. And again, if it all comes out true, like I obviously don't support those things. And I obviously advocate for children and for victims. And And she would not be my hero anymore. But like, I don't know. Like I'm not jumping ship on Chrissy yet well spoken that's all I have to say and I would hope and maybe I do it because I feel like at some point during all of this stuff that Dallin and I do putting ourselves on the internet making videos of our life being fairly candid about our ideas and beliefs and struggles and growth at some point we may say something that is offensive or that is taken the wrong way or someone will say something about us. And I would hope that if anything ever like a crazy story breaks on the Dashleys, that people would just stand by us and, and know what they know about us and know that we're good people and, and what they've like, just kind of lean on what they've seen and what they've observed and what feels like what they know about us versus what someone is saying about us until like everything gets worked out. Right. That's all I would. So I guess I try and be what I hope people would be to me. Yeah. No, you're such a loyal person. Like it's been like, it's amazing to be married to you, how loyal you are. And I mean, I've seen it with me. I've seen it with shoot Chris Teigen, founders (laughs) of our church. Like you're so loyal and it's just a beautiful thing. Almost to a fault. You're so loyal. Well, I just know people aren't perfect but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not good people still stay tuned for more big little life with the dashleys this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Moving on, we have so much to talk about. Um, yesterday, for our food blog, I made homemade basil. No, I always say basil. I made homemade pesto well it's a lot of basil it's a lot of so i grew the basil and then i have my grandma's old cookbook um that she has given to me and it's where i get a lot of my recipes for the dashley's kitchen because it's kind of like my family history project like preserving and and giving beautiful photos like giving new life to these recipes that have been in my family for years and years and years like we pick the tried and true like best ones so that's why the dashes kitchen is so her recipe book and it's kind of like my mom's you guys have probably seen my mom's on the vlog is like the if you've read harry potter like the half-blood prince's potion book where there's like little recipes written in the corners of things and like things crossed out and like names of her best friends who wrote these recipes don't cut it squish it with the blade of the knife yeah or like the pesto recipe was it was part of this bigger recipe that we ended we we also made and did for the vlog the food blog um this like zucchini lasagna which is so good Mm. Um, it has like a ricotta. You blend in the pesto with the ricotta cheese and then layer that in oh it's so good all lasagna should be made with pesto in it, yeah. even if there's no zucchini. That was like, delicious. That recipe, I I love the zucchini, and my family loves the zucchini. Well, when I say I love it, I like it. But lasagna for me does not include zucchini. So like, if my We're putting it as optional right, on the recipe, it's optional. But some people are just die for it. Like my mom loves this recipe; it's one of her favorites. But I'm kind of like, oh, it would be so so good if there was no zucchini in it too <laughs> yeah it's just you know some people like ketchup some people don't it's just like that but it's really good anyways i made it and i made it with the basil from my garden and it was so it was just good. like this creator moment <laughs> i was like i have like, created finally you. Get to, <laughs> I created you. all of you i finally get to put you in my mouth and just appreciate all of my hard work i created your ingredients and i created you and dallin discovered that Costco is not the only company or person who can make good pesto. You've you've done it. It's better you've fresh. Beat, you've beat Kirkland. It's better fresh. Until good. yesterday, Kirkland pesto was my favorite pesto. And it I didn't ever had. make you sick. Kirkland pesto makes Dallin have just unspeakable things. Unspeakable happen things happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the quantity that he eats it in, or you know, maybe that was part of it. <laughs> also, who knows what else they put in there. Yeah, so I made it and it was really, really good. What's going on with you this week? I'm reading this book called No More Mr. Nice Guy and it's changing my life. I guess it's teaching. No other book has taught me more about myself in so little time. Dallin comes to me and he's like, this was written about me. <laughs> this book. <laughs> Everything it says is talking was, about me. I was raised to be a classic nice guy. Yeah. Classic nice guy. Like Give look an to example. Other, look to other people for for approval give of your e- actions. Give an example of like a phrase you read in the book where you were like, gosh, oh. I should buy the Kindle. There's just so many freaking... You can paraphrase. You don't have to quote. It's like, um, 
nice guys rely on other people's like opinions about them in order to feel good about themselves and they believe that if they take care of everybody else's needs that other people take care of their needs in return so they have these covert contracts like if i do this for you you'll you'll expect you to do this for me and if you don't then i will feel like a victim instead of taking responsibility for your own happiness and then giving from a place of abundance mm-hmm. without any expectation of something in return he talks about how that affects relationships talks about how that affects you at work talks about how that affects your sex life yeah all and of our big issues this book has talked about. <laughs> Solved them overnight. Solved so them. Just like Ashley feeling the pressure to like meet my needs instead of just me taking care of myself and then, you know, being a strength for her. Or I mean, I, the book talks about extreme time, examples. Everybody, about- every nice guy is on a you know spectrum. I have, I'm not like a total pushover nice guy, but I'm on the spectrum and I am now a recovering nice guy. It talks about how if you grew up without like a father. My dad died when I was eight. You have this, um, your relationship with your mom can be, um, what's the word you would use? He uses the word, um, it was like a married term. Like involved or dependent maybe than it should be. And when Dallin was like, when Dallin said that, I was like, so that's why you told the ER doctor that she was your emergency contact and not Okay, me. we could just gotten married in my whole life. I'm just so used to saying, oh, it's my mom. No, no, no. It was this moment. So, Dallin's on, Dallin's on the gurney in the hospital. And apparently room. I failed the test. His mom's on one side of him and I'm <laughs> on the other. And the doctor comes in. We're each holding one of Dallin's hands because he had stepped on a needle. <laughs> Who's and your we, emergency contact? I'm like, uh. My mom. My mom. And <laughs> Dallin, his mom, me, we all look at each other for a minute and not a word is yeah. said um, until we got home. And I was like, Dallin. Yeah. No, he talks about just the effects of having an absent father as you grow up for a young man. And um, just so many things. Not sh- Trying like, to be like the ultimate fixer. Or, or if your dad was um, too harsh or too this or too much that you kind of grow up wanting to be the opposite of him, but you take it too far. He says the opposite of crazy is still crazy. You know, opposite of, opposite of a, of a mean, abusive insert, like bad thing here that your dad may have been. You want to be the exact opposite of your dad, 180 degrees. That's still crazy. Cause it's total pushover. Nice guy. Don't take, take, don't take care of yourself. Expect others to take care of you type thing. And he words it so much better in this book. Mr. Nice, no more Mr. Nice guy by, um, by Dr. Robert Glover. <laughs> Didn't Dylan was like Amazon. <laughs> Amazon suggested this book to me. <laughs> Amazon knows you so well. Like, how do they know me so well? It's Jeff Bezos, you creep. You listening to my Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> Suggesting books for me. They're anyways, like, oh, Dal will like this one. <laughs> send that one to Dal. And... <laughs> anyways, that's changed my life. So, um, you've had a lot of really cool. I just insights. had so many cool insights. I'm just like. It's just, you got to read it. It or makes you if, think of how you want to be as a parent too. He talk, there's a whole section about raising boys and girls. Like this is geared towards men, written specifically for men. But um, there's, maybe he's written a girl one. I don't know. No more Mr. Nice Girl. But Mrs. No more Mrs. Nice Girl. Right. No more Mrs. Nice Girl. Allow me to correct you. Thank you. Okay. Well, guys, this is a big a big day for us because today, this month, we are finally in the month of August, and this month marks... It means that 2008, 2000, 2020 only has five months left before it's over. Yeah. Uh, 
Four. Mm, who knows? August, September, October, September, November, December, October. five. I don't know. Yeah. Because okay. it's the beginning of August. That's not where I was getting at. Okay. Well, I just want to quit throw throwing that out in there. little mathematical five realms. More, <laughs> five more months, you guys. This month, this year will all be over and 2021 will redeem the earth. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because 2020 sucks. No. We are in the month. Hopefully, if you will not believe this, our refinance of our house. I don't. Still going on. I know we like recommended this company to you, but I don't think I, I don't recommend it any longer. We don't. We don't. We don't endorse Wyndham Capital Mortgage. No. Use somebody else. This is the worst. They, I mean, they were easier to work with the first time, but this time it's taken so it's long. It's literally been four months that we have been waiting on June, this July, refi to go through. Three, Three months? Still. That's too long. And then they have the gall to send us a letter saying we will be charging you $1,500 to keep your late, your rate locked in due to the length of time this is taking. Uh, I was like, uh, actually I'll just start over somewhere else because rates have lowered since we started this thing two months ago. And they're like, Oh, let me talk to somebody and I'll see if I can do it. I'm like, no, like it's either you're going to take this stupid fee off or I'm just not going to use you. Like there are thousands of mortgage companies in this country you know you are lacking in social like back and forth you know you like need social stimulation when the mortgage conversations that you're having over email are the things that are just like fueling your fire all day we're just like oh it's just been something dylan said what what did they say (laughs) i'm like dylan you type this out right now (laughs) the highlight of our day most adrenaline i felt in weeks yeah just kidding yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's still going on. Anyways, you were if it goes through, and even if it doesn't, our trailer. <laughs> this is where you were getting. The trailer is coming at the end of this month. August 31st, unless anything crazy happens in the production line of Grand Design RVs. Oh, I said who who it's by. Oh, I yeah. revealed it. We're not telling anything else, but it's a Grand Design fifth wheel toy hauler. Mm-hmm. and it's so sick this week for his truck dallin is getting a hitch installed and a 100 gallon gas tank oh that's undecided where do they I even really put it do they put it in the truck bed if it has to go in the truck bed i don't want it but i feel like at what point do we just like do we have to go to the dentist is that the dentist that's call? tomorrow this is the dentist calling me but i don't know okay. why at what point does it become a hazard to be ha- having so much gas being carried around at what point do you, are you considered what a, point a do gas you become tanker a bomb? and needing a license to carry that much gas at once on the freeway i, I don't know. know no you can get like a 50 gallon i think that fits under i don't know but okay. if it's, it has to go in the bed of the truck i don't want it back there i don't want it back there either. yeah anyways that's happening and we're kind of thinking about what our first trip is going to be so last night ash and i did a little bit of research we thought we wanted to go to disney world in march but then i talked to my mom and she said we should either go the first week of december or like the second week of november yeah and i'm just worried it won't be warm enough to swim at the beach she said that's actually the warmest time and i don't trust her 100 percent. so i'm putting this out to the masses can i swim in the water and it's not like i'm not like ashley's Ashley swims in any body of water because I do not. I swim in 75, 80 degree water and up only. So the water needs to be warm and the temperature needs to be at least 80 degrees. These are my criteria. This is my If I have to wait, I will wait. If but it's if 75, I, can, I send it back. If I can do it in November, I will do it in November. Because we're driving to Florida, right? So we're going to probably leave early. We're going to need a plan. 
a few stops. We'll probably leave in October and I want to go to like Carlsbad Caverns and I forgot the National Park. It's before Carlsbad Caverns where there's like the ancient people dwellings. Well, they used to be called the Anasazi. Okay. But Rob told me that they went there and they prefer to be called um, Rob, my brother-in-law? Rob, your brother-in-law. He said that Anasazi is slang for something in indian and they don't like that term anymore let me just look it up something in like the indian language like indian from india um slang let's see what google says definition of anasazi means a basket maker pueblo culture basket maker anyways it was something about indigenous peoples or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's why I said ancient peoples. I was yeah. trying to say it right. Anyways, there's this national park. I forgot what national park it is. Mesa Verde. I'm not sure. But they, you can go like explore the ancient homes and dwellings of them in the old cities. So I want to do that. After that, stop at Carlsbad. Carlsbad, hit up White Sands. After White Sands, visit my sister. After my sister, start my beach route all the way to Florida. stop often swim at the beach and then that's gonna be so fun we get to orlando and we do disney world at the at the campground because it's literally the best place to stay if you're going to disney world i mean i can't say that because i haven't stayed at many places but it's where i stayed all the time and it was so so fun and then after that go to jupiter florida and go to the dog beach dog park. It's one of the few beaches in Florida where you can just bring your dogs to the beach off leash. And then after that, we'll head up. We're going to need tr- to leave like in September. Yeah, uh, no, really. To get to Disney on our trek World home, by November. Well, we've at this point, we've already been to Disney World. I either, so I don't want to do, at some point I want to do like a Massachusetts like revolutionary war journey where we visit all of those places and i've never been to boston i want to go to boston and see it be really fun to go to a baseball game one day there if baseball ever comes back right um after but this trip i would head back and go to stay my parents have property in georgia where i grew up and i could like take you guys to my favorite restaurant the smith house in dahlonega i think la cosuela is still open and coming Mm. had fajitas when you took me there did i take you there it is mm-hmm. no i don't no i took you to that that was a different place this one's incoming i didn't take oh. you that's like this is the place i grew up going to and they have the best creamiest purest cheese sauce with no like they don't put anything else in there ash has talked about this every time we ever have queso it's just like melted she always references cheese. this and that's how it's what? not as good as as this no because everyone doctors it up and they try and put jalapenos or like different cheeses in it and tomatoes no this one the cheese if you dip your chip in coats it in this perfect film and it's just so thin and perfect Mm. and i'll take you there and then i'll take you gold panning Mm -hmm. there's a mine did you know dahlonega georgia was the place where america's first major gold rush happened how about that how about that the gold is said to be the most beautiful gold of all the gold in america well you came from there (laughs) got that one there it is and i'll take you there and it'll be so great and just magical and then we head up through Tennessee and go to the uh, one place I've never been, but I've always dreamed of going Dollywood. Dollywood. I have always wanted to go there. Huh? I've it's, never been there either. I haven't. It's supposed to be like a theme park, but also Dolly may or may not live there slash be there. Really? And she's just an icon. Yeah. 
And then we'll come home somehow from Tennessee to Utah. And decide if we want to live in Tennessee or not. In the middle of December. Right. Oh, fun. (laughs) We'll drive through all of that. We'll probably want to go Go to St. George and tell the storms look clear and then we drive I guess we'll probably want to take the southern route home too. Yeah. Yep. And we just hope that our RV lasts the trip. Maybe we leave it in St. George. Oh. Oh. For a season. Just because we're not going to be using it up here anyways. Yeah. And we'll always be going down to St. George to stay in it. All right. I like that plan. There we go. On our way back from that big trip, we'll leave it in St. George for the winter. And if we ever go down to St. George, we can stay in it. You guys heard it here first. Uh, Update on Anasazi. It means enemy of old. And they do not like that term. Oh, that's mean. So they is it Hopi people now? Um, No, the Hopi people and others are bothered by the term Anasazi. So I think you're just, I'll find the term what you're supposed to say now okay i thought we could sum up this podcast with a cool article i found this one let's have it are you ready treasure hunters find hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of silver coins behind a british pub how cool is that crazy this happened on august 3rd a team of treasure hunters using metal detectors in a field behind a british pub discovered an estimated hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of coins dating from the 15th to 17th centuries nuts like my mind is just like well, what's the story? Like, yeah. how did how did all this money get just dropped there? I wonder what that's worth today. $130,000. Oh, that's what it's yeah. worth today. Okay, this guy's name is Luke, and his friend Matt received permission from property owners Charlie and James Buckle to search the 15-acre field behind the pub in Suffolk, England. Suffolk? Suffolk? They used metal detectors to search the field for three days and ended up unearthing a total of 1,061 silver-hammered coins believed to date from the 15th to 17th centuries. That's so nuts. So did they have to share the earnings with the property owner? I don't know. I'm sure. That's like the biggest find. Yeah, that's cool. I wish that was our YouTube Was it all channel. in one chest, like pirate treasure, or did they no, just find just them scattered? Like, see, throughout the field. That's so crazy. They've just been sitting there forever. Yeah. What are they, who dropped them? I know. That's nuts. We need to have like a Dashley fan fiction team and they'll write a fan fiction story about who dropped the coins. <laughs> okay. You guys get on that. Write those stories in. We'll read them at our next podcast. Okay. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, tell us if you think we're off anywhere with Chris Teigen's story, Micah Stoffer. Always open to feedback. We love having you guys with us and we just love podcasting so much. Go join the conversation on Facebook, on the Big Little Life podcast of Dashley's group and... We're going to record Taking Sides now, and we have our neighbors coming over. So go check out that podcast with some special guests on Taking Sides. Okay, see you guys.